So Chelsea ended up spending £107 million on Enzo Fernandez in the end. Will he be worth it or will he be a waste of money? We'll have that and plenty more to discuss in this week's podcast. So, what a crazy week it's been. We've had deadline day where some deals got done, aka Enzo Fernandez in the end. We had Hakim Ziyech, which didn't get done, and Manchester United bringing in a midfielder. Who would have thought it? Yeah, Manchester United doing actual potentially sensible business and for a change. There's also there's also that. <laughs> Forget about sensible. They've done a deal quickly. Yeah, like that was the more surprising thing with that one, personally. Mm. I thought it would start me on my club. <laughs> I know we'll probably get to it, but yeah, yes. I have my own bit for that. So, yeah, <laughs> it was a all right this January transfer window. I think it's been a lot more entertaining than some of the last ones. Yeah, it, I think throughout the whole uh, month, we were just questioning, oh, is this going to happen? Is this going to not happen? I think mainly because we had a lot of talk regarding Chelsea and their spending, Arsenal and their targets so i feel like it it didn't disappoint us in that sense there was all, it felt like it, on a daily basis there was always a talking point the only people that i can go are disappointed are the heads of the european leagues because oh look at the premier league they're spending more money than all of us combined again well that's yeah. not our fault lads <laughs> mm. oh and everton fans as well yeah, and, <laughs> and actually, at the Enzo Fernandez, there the, the wasn't a Chelsea the, mm-hmm. in total for this window had spent more than all of the European leagues combined. Yeah, that's, that's how much they spent. <laughs> crazy, but also the fact that I don't, I don't remember many European deals being done. I know. I, I swear, I, I only recall Marseille just going crazy, getting linked and buying a few players, really? but that was only because of the going Tuesday stuff. <laughs> I feel like Dortmund signed one or two players as well. Do you want to recall Dortmund signing anyone? Yeah, they did. Top um, head. I can't remember what his name was, but the rest of the time, I was like, I don't remember he some, was some of a young upstart that's going to be worth 100 million in three years. <laughs> no, I think he's quite an experienced player. I can't remember his name at the top of my head, but it escapes me. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember much talk coming out of uh, the European leagues about signings. So that's why I was like, mm, I'm not surprised. There's, uh, Some would say the European Super spending. League has been here all along. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, but mainly it was just the fact that um, no one was really thinking about the European Leagues. And I feel like they don't really do uh, deals during the January window. I feel like yeah. it's mainly... Um, the Premier League that does deals throughout January and the uh, lower leagues in England. Mm. Maybe it's a mindset thing. I, I personally like to think it's more of the money. Obviously, the Premier League earns a hell of a lot more than any other league in Europe, so it makes it easier yeah. for them. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's always going to be the way with the Premier League. You've got, it's the, it's goes globally, like broadcast-wise. You've got big owners from America, the Middle East. Um, so for me, it doesn't surprise me that the Premier League is always the biggest spenders. Like when you see the money that they get in, it's not surprising that they outspend all these other European leagues. So I don't understand some of the complaints because let's think about it just on the 
um, shared Julian rights. I don't know who has the rights to show La Liga over here. It was ITV4 last season, but I don't they, know if they, they still, still show the odd one now and again. I remember watching Atletico yeah. and Barca on it. Yeah. I was going to say, because if they're not talking about these uh, games or showing them elsewhere in the world, then there's no wonder you're struggling. Because if you're not putting your own market out there, don't expect the market to come back in your favour. We, yeah, we said this in the last one, didn't we? Like, Serie A and the Bundesliga seem pretty close right now. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we getting a bit more coverage of here? We know Serie A is on BT and they probably do something with it. The Bundesliga is on Sky and it does have a generous amount of content given to it, but it's obviously finding all of that. Yeah. It's got to be accessible as well. 100%. And again, Italian and French League, I feel like you get one or two games on BT as well. That's it. French League ones on BT as well. So they probably yeah. do commit with that one. And they have to commit with that one given PSG's the global appeal, you would think, yeah. given the players they are. Although the way they're going. <laughs> well, yes, we can get onto them in a bit. Um, but yeah, let's have a look back at some of the transfers then uh, that have happened. Yeah, so, like five minutes in, this has been way too serious. A start of a podcast <laughs> for us. Yeah. Um, so Arsenal's business, I think they did good bringing in um, Jorginho, uh, Kivall, the fullback, and uh, what was the other signing they made? Jorginho. No, you said Jorginho. Yeah, That was it, Leandro Trossard. Um, it adds a bit, obviously, a bit more depth to the squad, which was what we, or mainly me, has been questioning whether Arsenal could do in the long stretch. I wouldn't but say then you look at... <laughs> it was all of them. Well, yeah, true. Um, which was a key thing for them going forward. I think that was what they needed was more depth. And then, um, though you have to say it's a bit disappointing, obviously, missing out on targets like Michaelo Modric, um, Moises Caicedo. They were even linked with uh, Jao Felix as well for a bit. So it's it's a bit hit and miss as to whether you can class it as a full round good window for Arsenal in that sense. See, I disagree because I think they've had the best window. Uh, you, did, you, did you have the dramatic pause there for some reason. <laughs> So, um, no, I'm, I'm, I think they've been smart. Like they did, yes, they wanted Mudrick, and they were prepared to spend big. But at the same time, they were quite sensible in the end with who they did sign as alternatives. Mm, I mean, it, like, it, I'm it, the trust up the first few games I've seen of him, and yeah, yeah, he looks like he'll still do a job for him. Yeah. It's one of them where, for me, I'm a bit 50-50. Like, it's good you've got the players in, but at the same time, missing out on your number one targets. Yes, you don't, obviously, want to pay for Mudrick, Caicedo, and others. But you got to say, if you can't get your first targets, is it a good window then? Especially if two of them go to um, rivals in Chelsea. Obviously, Caicedo ended up staying at Brighton. The way I would counter that... Firstly, is they're not rivals right now. <laughs> this for this season, no. Chelsea aren't a problem. 
to Arsenal mm. <laughs> whatsoever. So I don't think they're going to care too much in that respect. But uh, what was the first point again? I'd lost my way. Uh, is it like a bit of a discredit that they lose out on their first targets? Yeah, and I'm also going to be. Uh, see, I'm going to be a bit boring now because we don't really know the answer to that one just yet. That's the one that gets answered in three months' time when you mm. look at what Arsenal's position is. Yeah, 100%. But at this moment it's, in time, you can say it's it's okay that they've missed out on them because they're still top of the league, they've still got the gap to Manchester City, and they're looking really well. But then it could be three months' time, you're like, oh, could they have done with getting that Moises Caicedo, Michaela Mudrick deal done if mm. Jorginho doesn't do it? Yeah. I mean, other bit of positive news for Arsenal this morning anyway. uh, was that we managed to get um, Martinelli to a new deal. Yeah, I think that that's more positive than most of the transfers I've done. Like yeah. getting him signed down now to long term deal when there was a bit of um, 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 in an hour, like, is it going to happen? But now it's, it's done. As Twitter yeah. suggested to me this morning in the trending tab, it is done. <laughs> I think it was just there in capitals. Yeah. Like Twitter's broken right now. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. No. But we we can talk about other positive stuff. Um, Chelsea and their transfer spending. I thought we were talking I mean, positive stuff. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember, recall all their signings. So obviously they bought in Michaelo. Oh, is this a game then? <laughs> Guess that all of their signings. Could I tell me? <laughs> Yeah, so they bought in Enzo Fernandez on deadline day for 170. Oh, you didn't even give me a chance. Modric <laughs> <laughs> um, for... How was Modric? Was 60 Yeah, it was no. somewhat around that. Maybe 80. Um, then they bought in Noni Mudoweki from PSV for... Honestly, that one's gone so under the radar. Like this man's supposed That's to be a the, talented 25 young... 25 to 30 million? Yeah. A young, talented English winger, and he just goes completely under the radar in this situation. Um, I think that could be a good thing for him, but also I'm going, are you going to play enough? Mm. Uh, so, Mudrick, Fernandez, Mudoweke, Jao Felix on loan. Oh, that one as well. Because <laughs> so, he got um, sent off, no one remember, remembers anything. Better Shile at a centre half. Mm. And you know, the first. First one they did in Data Fafana. Yeah. Jesus the one who's not gonna play. <laughs> um the Brazilian Andre Santos. Yeah. He's like doing he, well at the under twenty World Cup. Seems like they might have something there with him. Yeah. Uh so all the deals they did in terms of the one we're missing. But I can't recall it. We'll go carry on. Uh, so uh, do you think this helps Chelsea out now? Does this get them to the top six? Potentially, but I think they're going to need more time to gel together because I think you'll see for the next three or four games, then Potter trying to figure out his best 11 from this squad now and then uh, also get them like getting to gel together for the first time because you're trying to shove in uh, Enzo Fernandez straight away. 
get Muddy uh, Mudrick playing more, it's it's going to take some time. So they could potentially get top six, and realistically, I'm looking fifth through seventh at this minute for Chelsea. Um, it's going to be a bit of a hard task considering they're tenth at the minute on 29 points, so not far off. Brighton in sixth, which is just two points. But I think the top five at this minute is more of an ask for Chelsea. Yeah, there was one player that we missed. Was it? Where was it? I can't recall. Did this happen? This happened. They agreed it. But as he stayed at this club till the end of the season, Malo Gusta. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, he's gone back to Leon. Yeah, they sent him there. The yeah. Yeah, for the rest of the season. Mm. When they'll yeah. also be bringing in Enkunku as well. Yeah, right. They've got him to add to this. Which, granted, Wait, he'll probably... You, could, like, you see him as, like, a better Aubameyang. Like, a ten yeah. times better Aubameyang. Mm. So, yeah, that one, I guess, works out. They've got, they have got a quality team. They just now need to implement that. And, mm. you know, they, they, they're too good to be tenth. When you look at the players they've got, um, it's again the old. It's the same old. I know. I know what like, I said there, uh, and I hate that I said it, but it's like they shouldn't yeah. be tempted with the squad they've got. Yeah, they shouldn't, but they are. Yeah, <laughs> you are. You, you're not playing well right now. Mm. Um, and then I think it was pretty much on Wednesday, the day after deadline day, there was already reports coming out of like six to ten players that they could get rid of in the summer. But they don't need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've got the, the team bus is a triple decker bus. Have you not seen this? Can triple decker? I think they've got three triple deckers. They have to loan it from Nottingham Scott. Forest. Yeah. Again, I mean Forest. They've now bought in Kaylor Navas, John Joe Shelby, Felipe, Andre <laughs> Alu on uh, a free. Like, that's twenty nine players it? they've signed this season. Yeah, that, that's. Pretty incredible. They have signed a whole new squad, as we said. Although I needed to and say this on. in the last podcast, I'd completely forgotten because I'd see on Sky, bless them, I mm. still respect them. But they tried, mm. they were talking about Forrest and, and the transfers. They'd said, Kaylor Navas, the trophies this guy's won is a top quality signing. And then they put John Joe Shelby in that same category. I can't remember who it was. It was it was one of the people they had in, so it wasn't technically Sky. It was just someone that they had in saying it. But it was like, really? <laughs> That's the one really? thing I hate about Sky now, is they just bring in any Tom, Dick and Harry. Yeah, still, I, I like the guy that was on The Apprentice as well, but no, <laughs> don't have him on Sky. And I like Stephen just, Bartley as well. He's got a good podcast. But, yeah. You can just, just leave it to the professionals. You even felt like, when they were on, it's like, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> No, it feels like they're just... I'm on soccer aim all you want. <laughs> That's the yeah. show for them to go on. I feel like what Sky Sports are doing now is if they've got... If they see someone, like, so-called trending in the footballing world, they'll try and bring them on. Like, yeah. that Although, I'd say they're, they're so far behind on the Tom Skinner one. <laughs> yeah. It's just... It's, it's, it's losing its credibility because it's meant to be a news channel. Yeah. It's weird. It just, the, the best parts always seem to be the one hour when they have people who fans of clubs that are from fan channels. There's a guy on mm-hmm. Villa who's pretty good as well. 
that seems to be the most insightful hour that they have. Yeah. Because they do actually talk stuff like that. James Lawrence Walcott, I say, he's great whenever they have him on. Yeah. It's just... Investing people like that. <laughs> yeah. It's just... It, it's becoming a bit cringeworthy now with Sky. Um. Anyway, let's get back to the Do you, you want to put your name out there? <laughs> No, I wouldn't be seen dead on that network nowadays. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> of course. Hey, if they want me to present the Women's Super League from next season, I'll happily do it. Legit, they have women's football talk talk stuff. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, we Give can get call. onto that in a bit. <laughs> yes. Um, right, let's whiz through some of the other deals that happened this week. Man United bringing Marcel Sabitzer on loan for the rest of the season from uh, Bayern Munich. Um I'm happy with that deal. He's a good replacement. If he can get back to his Leipzig days, because he struggled really at Munich, um, I think it's a good investment from United bringing him for the end of the season. Because obviously Christian Eriksen being out until late April, early May is a good business from them. Yeah, I actually think he's an upgrade, to be honest, if yeah. you can get him at his best. So I think yeah. that's a massive plus for Manchester United. Yeah, definitely. Um and if I could add something because I'd seen it from the Carabao Cup win on mm-hmm. Wednesday. It is Ten Hag experimenting because what was all this talk of Bruno's number eight, Sancho in the ten that started trending? <laughs> yeah, he did What's seem this? to <laughs> he did seem to change his um what do you call it? His tactics when Sancho came on, but um I have no idea. And I'm sure even there was stuff about uh, Victor Lindelof going around as him playing as like a number six as well. Yep. <laughs> so, um, the time was over that much before Lindelof at defensive mid. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he did it in his Benfica days. Look, I'm all for Harry Maguire playing up front, but... <laughs> no, fuck off, we're not having that. <laughs> um, but yeah, experimental and like you said, the tie was over, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and they're playing against Newcastle, who came through on Tuesday, yeah. their first final since the 90s. Yeah. Um, it's beginning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean credit like, to them. I'll say that. As a Villa fan who feels like it, I'm in the same level as them, it's nice to see them have a bit of success after what they've gone through. But in five years, yeah. it's going to be annoying and, and I'm going to hate them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of them where people obviously expected them, as soon as the um, public investment fund was announced, everyone expected them to go crazy in the transfer window. And I think January last year, they did go a bit crazy on some of the deals, but... Crazy to stretch, like, they did what they needed to do. Yeah, they needed but I think to get quality. Yeah, but I think since the summer and then obviously this January just gone, they've done a lot better and they haven't overpaid really for anyone um, <laughs> Anthony Gordon. <laughs> we don't know. I mean, he's Everton. He's not for him. You, you're season. not convincing me he's a 40 million pound player based on this season, but he was worth that much to Everton. So I get why they got the most out of him for that price. Like a spare player in Everton. Yeah, but also. Of course, they didn't spend it wiser. They didn't spend it at all. <laughs> probably spend it paying off Frank Lampard. <laughs> That's probably where that 40 million's going. They're paying off Frank Lampard's contract. That's Sean Dosh's contract. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, yeah. Not good signs for. Um, we'll we'll get to them in a minute. We'll get carry on with Newcastle because. Uh, but yeah, know, um, like, yeah, it hurts because for me because they've barely started cooking yet. 
Yeah, but in the, I'm, I'm, it's like it feels nice. It feels nostalgic. You know, Batter to win. I always think because you're the Man United. Oh, no, I don't want, want to win. Oh yeah, I want us to win four five nil. But it's nice to see him there again, and it's nice I'm to see him excited for in the a League Cup final for a change. It's because we just know Man City aren't guaranteed to win it. That's why. Yeah. Well, that was last year as well. But uh, actually, last oh, yeah, year, despite being an nil, it was an entertaining final. Was, was that the one that went to like six hundred penalties? Yeah, and Kepa scored the last one. Yes, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> uh, what else was I going to say? That was it. Just a bit of news with the EFL Cup final. We just seen the they'd announced there'll be safe standing areas at Wembley. Yes, for the first Something, time in twenty five years. Like now, you know, I've had my Wembley experiences, but a couple. <laughs> We're very yes. lucky these last few years. I can categorically tell anyone that nobody sits down at Wembley. <laughs> no. I've stood up every single time. <laughs> so, where the Yeah, but, but we were in the gods, like, that was fine. Yeah. We were literally, quite literally, we were the very back. <laughs> yes. The nosebleeds I was having. Like. <laughs> yeah, I've but, always had to buy, actually, whenever, whenever I've gone. Yeah, it just seemed odd that they needed to implement this, but nice. But it's mm. never been a problem. Like, people are going to stand anyway. Not going to stop people yeah. <laughs> standing, is it? No, it's that they're now legally allowed to do it. Yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Now, should we go Everton? I mean, what an atrocious window. Yeah. Bringing in no one. They were the only club now, weren't they? Not to sign yeah, only Premier League club, not to do any business whatsoever. Um, obviously, good getting forty million for Anthony Gordon. Um, what is going on with them? They've now. What this is, what this means is they're trusting Sean Dyche to get the best out of what's there. And I don't think he's that much of a like. He's a good manager, but I, even I don't think he can do this miracle work. It, it will me, be like America. Big, big I'm not task. putting it in great escape territory. Not just no. yes. But it, it, it's gonna ask a lot from what we've seen already of Everton. And I have mm-hmm. to talk about what has been his first week, because have you seen what he's been doing with them? Making them do the bleep test. Yeah, you know, what a man. <laughs> I love him. Like I'm so happy I don't have to do that. You anymore. just know day one. The first hour he's gone. Right, lads, bleep test. Let's see what you're all fucking made of. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> and then after that, 20 laps around the training ground. <laughs> you, you just know that's the short and dark way. But what yeah. also made it better was... Test. Test. That's a stupid of course, yeah. Many, many yeah. times. Do you remember the level? What was your average, would you say? Um, Nowhere near as, like, as good as that. I would always be somewhere... I think we'd have like, double figures in levels, oh, I think. No. Level eight was probably my best. Which if you actually look at the averages, that's considered good. Yeah, I think I was somewhere between five and nine. Roughly. I remember always being on like the last five. I was yeah. always pretty decent with it, even though my stamina has never been the best. My fitness yeah. is awful, but I, I I have a hard can-do energy. Yeah, it's just one of them where. Am I dying inside? It? Yes, but I will not give out to this prick at the end who always yeah. wins 
Uh, we, I had some proper athletic lads in my, uh, my years. So I will I, show I, that I'm capable, even though I'm not. I was always, I'd say, a mid finisher. I was never one of the first out, but Sorry. I was always a good mid. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Be my here, for God's sake. Um, Bit of word. <laughs> you've got mid <laughs> You've oh, cracked your So you were in the middle of the pack. <laughs> Okay, I was in the middle. Oh, Jesus Christ! But <laughs> you're so immature. No, oh, stop it! Uh, right, Everton. They're playing. They're playing Arsenal this weekend in the Lunderstone kickoff uh, on Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah, good luck, Sean Dyche. <laughs> yeah, not um, the best of opening games for him. No, but in matches they do get something. But you can always see them grinding out. A control with this Brexit one. Ball. Pro- yeah, proper Brexit ball. Grind out the nil-nil. Frustrate the hell out of Arsenal. Mikel Arteta on the side is going angry, crazy. Like, Look what they're doing to my players. Yeah, that would be like, perfect dream, like, but I've hoped to be selling to this being decent. <laughs> and then you see Arsenal just absolutely gazump them like two, three. It'll still be just as entertaining. Oh, yeah. And I also feel like this will... Because this will be on telly as well. This will be a chance for Everton fans to make their voices heard. I'm, I'm always down for scenes like that. Yeah. Um, and I think rightly so with what's going on with their club over the last 12, 18 months. I think they rightly have every... I can imagine uh, the it's going to be very good as well. Like, a lot of their abuse will be thrown towards the board. Oh, yeah, none of it will be towards... At least going to the manager. And some of the players may get some. I know Dyche called for a bit of like calm against players. Yeah, some of them will get that. I feel like some won't. It, it's like yeah. it was again. I'll bring up Villa in 2016. You just had your your usual culprits who took the abuse. Your Michael Richards, your Charlie Lescott's, your Leandro Bacunas. Deserved it though. Yeah, there, there's always going to be those who out themselves in this case, and some mm-hmm. like don't deserve it as much. Yeah, 100%. Although I feel like Anthony Gordon got out of there quick. <laughs> yeah, he managed to jump ship quickly before yeah. the abuse came onto him. I need to see when Everton play Newcastle because that will be uh, an interesting one. Well, did I say? No, that was Everton Spurs because they're going to have a go at Dan Juma. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got here, Everton. April the 25th. April the 25th. Oh, and it is at home as well, so that'll be tasty. <laughs> oh, Anthony Gordon's injured for that weekend. Oh no, <laughs> he's, he's, he's been suspended. <laughs> he's he's remaining on Tyneside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, let's have a look at some of the other fixtures then. So we actually kick off tonight with uh, Chelsea versus Fulham. Yeah, should be interesting, uh, especially after the last one. They like, Chelsea have to beat them, really. Yeah. Marco Silverside doing really well actually this season. Up in oh, yeah, they, the t- top ten. Well. Seventh, I can't think of the position they were in. So win could see them I, into the top. I always six can't remember from the start of the season whether people thought they were going down or not. I don't it doesn't feel like that. Because they came up in pretty convincing fashion. Like they were the best team in the championship by a mile. And then it was this thing of well, can Mitrovic deliver in the Premier League and I feel like he's sort of done that. 
Yeah, it, it was the one question I think many people had, because if you remember the season when they were last in it, they did look really struggle. And like you say, Mitrovic was uh, poor compared to his championship self, but they're doing a lot better than I think what I had them doing. I didn't think I'd have them as a top 10 team, but I didn't. For me personally, I think there was definitely weaker sides that I would have considered going down. Maybe I would have thought as a, as a bottom half team, maybe just above yes. the relegation, but... Yeah, Somewhere great. between like 14th down, I think, would have been. Yeah, like those have been his predictions. But I think they'd have been better than those who would have gone down eventually. Yeah. Um, but they proved yeah, everyone so... wrong and they're doing very well. They're on the, the brink of Europe if they carry on current form. Yeah. So I think it, it would have exceeded. Spirit of Roy Hodgson. Jesus Christ. I think that would have even surprised um, most Fulham fans if you look at the start. This, of the one, this one would be more surprising than that one, I feel. Yeah. Given everything that Chelsea have done in the window. Did Fulham do any business in this window? They did it at the end, didn't they? they oh, yeah. That's why yeah, I asked about everything. Was, on deadline day, there were three clubs who hadn't bought any. Fulham were one of them. Yeah. And then they so got the Suarez bottom, and they got someone else, I feel. Uh, Sasa Lukic. That was it. Yeah. But then ended up letting, yeah, ended up in Chalaba and Joshua Anama go. Not Josh Anama. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can't say it's too bad. Good business all round, and they're looking quite stable. I think it's going to be a close game between the two sides tonight. Um, let's go back into the Saturday fixtures now. We have. Brentford, Southampton, Bournemouth, Brighton, uh, Aston Villa, Leicester, Man United, Crystal Palace, Wolves versus Liverpool as the three o'clockers. Should we talk about the you know the big derby clash? <laughs> uh, oh my ass! Like why is this a thing? I say this every single time. Why? <laughs> why? They're not rivals. They don't see us all. as rivals either, and I, I no. don't care. Stop making a thing of it. Even Brendan Rogers said it in the press conference, like, oh, it's a big game, the fans get up for it. Like, no one cares. Yeah, it's never really been. I mean, I know, I, I jokingly do it on here, and I've said it to you. Stop but... trying to force this narrative that we are rivals. Yeah. This is not Palace well, and Birmingham Brighton. City. This is, this is just not here. Stop it. Yeah. It, it's just because you're the only two Midland sites in the Premier League. And Wolves, obviously. A, a, a Wolves non-existence here. <laughs> I mean, this season, yes. A black country is in the Midlands, do you? <laughs> no, but I mean, this is not really doing much, so <laughs> that's why. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember. So I'm just looking back here. They obviously haven't played each other yet this season, the two sides. Yeah. Last meeting was April last year when it finished, nil-nil. I don't know what to expect of this, because Leicester have just been a weird team this season. Yeah, I feel like they've had more misses than hits. Yeah. But mm. this just screams the weekend and they'll find a hit because it's it's Aston Villa. <laughs> this is what we do. Yeah. And I have to go over to the point that's been made because on past podcasts, I have spoken about Leon Bailey and I've described him as the most frustrating player since a certain Bertrand Traore. Mm-hmm. So Villa obviously decided to combat this in the transfer window. Tried to sign a few wingers. We were linked with someone like Nico Williams. The pay- <laughs> we were paying his release clause 
but they didn't want the move at this point. That's fine. And we've, we've ended up with this transfer where they're not signing a winger. So what is Unai Emery's cutting plan that I trust dearly? Bring back Bertrand Traore. That is exactly what he's done. <laughs> <laughs> he has brought back Bertrand Traore from his loan spell in Turkey. And do you know what's even funny? And I found out this morning. Go on. He's been given the number nine shirt. <laughs> like, it's the most frustrating team to support are about to become even more frustrating. Can you imagine Leon Bailey and Bertrand Traore playing together? Oh, God. That, I already want to rip out my hairs just <laughs> trying to think of that. I, I, I actually could. Basis. My head might explode. Yeah. Watching these two, but I'm all here for it. <laughs> this could be quite amazing. The way I predict this happening is if Bertrand Traore potentially plays what Leon Bailey is currently doing. Mm. So essentially the striker's role, but he goes out wide a lot. Yeah. And forgetting, Bertrand Traore was a striker. In his younger days, Chelsea was a striker, and then I believe he was playing it with Leon when he was there. So, you know, he could do the job. Will he do the job? <laughs> is another question in itself. No. I yeah. don't expect him to do so. Like it, we, did, we, we obviously weren't able to get the players we wanted in this window. It was very ambitious, to say the least, from the club. It didn't happen. We move on and hope that the summer is a, a, a big one. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm more excited for John Duran, if anything, because apparently he has impressed quite a lot in training. Uh, as soon as you said his name, then I, I got a Duran Duran sound in my head. You're in your hardest, and he ain't coming off. No, I've literally just got Rio in my head now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so Brentford, Southampton. Uh, I think it should be an easy win for the bees. Southampton still not looking. I don't know. Like, we say easy win, but Southampton look like they are starting to show a bit of fight now in some of their performances. Yeah, obviously beating Everton a couple of weeks back. But everyone beats Everton right now. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Um, win is needed for them to try and have any hope because obviously if results go their way this weekend, they could climb out of the relegation zone with uh, victory, whilst Brentford could break into the top six if they were to win, and other games go their way this weekend. Yeah, so, so it, it's an odd beat, obviously, I think, but I guess from my perspective as a Villa fan, I would want Brentford to lose this. Obviously. It's one of them where you could see Brentford winning just about, or it being a boring nil-nil. They're the two options for me in this game. Yeah, I wish a lot of Brentford are a different animal at home compared to away. But they, cause they yeah. just dominate the front foot all the time. And Southampton aren't really that team now. No. Uh, Brighton, Bournemouth. I mean, I think Deserby's doing a fantastic job there. And for me, I just see it being an easy... Brighton victory. Yeah, Bournemouth are uh, slipping. Like their transfer window almost went pretty crazy. 
didn't you see with us for the later now, so they were getting linked with. They did still make some good signings. That one yeah, young guy they signed from Lorient looks decent. Uh, I can't think of his name. Begins of a day, can't call it, but yeah, like Brighton are a, a tough opposition right now for, for a Bournemouth. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, for me, I think I have Bournemouth doing quite well, and um, Brighton doing well in this just because of how Thank well God you, you corrected yourself then. <laughs> yes, and obviously, Brighton managed to keep hold of Moises Caicedo, and he's been back in training this week, so. I'd imagine him being back in amongst the matchday squad. Yeah. Like, I remember when he, he did the Twitter apology, saying he was going to leave that. seemed like, as a way of saying, sorry, I've got to further my career here. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're completely understandable. Oh, like, except for Brighton fans, you obviously would be a bit annoyed at that yeah, in that case. Definitely. I think he sit, sits right back in, but then he goes in the summer. Do a job for mm. them now, because they will accept that you're not there next season. Yeah, and maybe get a bit more if he has a good, better season. Like, charge just as much in the summer. Like, yeah. he's not going to drop dramatically in price. He's not Trossard. No. Uh, next, we have Man United Crystal Palace. Yeah, you confident with this one? I feel like you should, yeah, be. I like you should win this. I mean... Doing well at the minute. Um, no news on whether Sibitz will make his debut. He's been training and he's been growing his visa. I would expect him to be involved. Bench. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say he starts, but I do expect him to be in and around. And obviously, Marcus Rashford just named uh, January's Player of the Month in fantastic form. Yeah, that's the end of it, then, because they don't carry on after that. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, obviously... I, I, just, them... I, I was going to make a comment. He's got a hard job of getting Fred out of the team. <laughs> Shut the fuck up with you stupid jerks. He's scoring goals. You can't deny it. Yeah, true. I mean, it was only like two weeks ago that we played Crystal Palace anyway, where we were frustrated with that uh, last yeah, minute. I feel like it's a draw. It's very different playing them at Old Trafford. Yeah, United. Will they'll, really they'll make it up. hard to break them down but I feel like United will have just as much I thought I compared this also mm. to when United played Villa twice in the space of days the first game they probably didn't know what they were up against then yeah. days later he's done the research now he knows what to do against them yeah 100% uh, and that's definitely how I expect that outcome to be and the final 3 o'clock kickoff, uh Wolves-Liverpool anyone care about this one? Yes, because I give Wolves every chance in this. Yeah. I mean, they've had a mixed bag of results over the last couple of weeks. Losing to Man City last time out, uh, 3-0. Beating West Ham, 1-0. Drawing with you uh, midway through. At the start of the month, sorry. So, it's a bit of a whirlwind of a start to life Mm -hmm. under Lopetegui. Liverpool got every... um, we said to miss a couple of weeks. So there's that injury worry there for Liverpool, and obviously Liverpool themselves not being on the best of form. Wolves have every possibility. Yeah, I also looked to the FA Cup 
games they played each other recently. The first leg obviously being as close as it was. And then the second leg still sort of being close, although Liverpool had just edged it in the end. So, you know, I'll give them a, give them a chance. I think Liverpool are just lacking goals right now. Yeah. Their attack's not the same as we you know, once knew it. No. I mean, that's crazy. This is about the third time in a month that they've played each other. Yeah, due to the FA Cup and the replay. Um, then we finish off Saturday with Newcastle versus West Ham, and then two games on Sunday: Forest versus Leeds, and then Spurs versus Manchester City. And obviously, Spurs will be without uh, Antonio Conte on the touchline for a period of time. The club didn't say when, because uh, he's getting his gall or has had his gallbladder removed. That's quite sad because human pep on the sideline. Potentially having a, a, a Conte two call part two. Uh, that would have been all for that. <laughs> yes. Obviously, wishing him a speedy recovery and hopefully seeing him back on the touchline yeah. soon. If um, I'm him, I'm not watching that game either. Don't go on that. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, only bit of business Spurs did was outgoings, uh, obviously, letting, releasing Matt Doherty from his contract who's now gone and signed with Atletico Madrid and then loaning Jed Spence out to Rennes. France. Rennes, that was it. I couldn't think of the team in France. Uh, Man City, their business was allowing Joao Cancelo to leave. Yeah, we spoke about it in the last podcast, but interesting, to say the least. He's came he, out, he came out and said he wasn't anything to do with Pep, but it was the game time. Yeah, and he also managed Which is to mad because he was playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think it was more on over recent weeks that he hadn't been like starting as much as he would want. I think mean, it just happens though, doesn't it? Like yeah. one month where you're not featuring as much because there's this young upstart coming in. Mm. Right. Uh, let's have a look at the European games now because over in Italy it's the Milan Derby this Saturday, uh, Sunday. Sorry. Lovely okay. stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, both will be hoping to get back to winning ways after their defeats last weekend. Milan losing 5-2 to Sassuolo. And, oh, no, sorry, Inter Milan won last week, didn't they? They won 2-1 yep. against Cremonese. Yeah, and Milan, obviously, got, AC Milan, that is, it got battered by Sassuolo. Yeah. Uh, and it's still close between the two sides, only two points separating them. It is. So, correct me if I'm wrong, when's the last game they play at the San Siro? I have no idea when it is. Because obviously that's going to be a massive occasion. The last fixture between these two in the San Siro. I don't know when that new stadium is meant to be done by. Oh, so, yeah. We carry I on. I'll do the research. You carry on. Yeah. Um, so we have that game uh, to look forward to. League leaders Napoli, they play away at Spezia uh, on Sunday. So you would expect Napoli to easily win that one, especially with Spezia down in 17th. Sassuolo take on Atalanta on Saturday, which I think should be a good game to watch. Um, although Sassuolo are having a much poorer season, uh, down in 16th, I feel like it could be a close battle, but expect Atalanta to win it. Uh, Lazio, they play on uh, Monday against Hellas Verona away, and Juventus don't play until Tuesday against Salernitana. I've just so, seen that that new stadium is ages away. <laughs> I was going to say, I had a feeling it was. 
Yeah, I don't know what is my mind for is it next next season or or season after. I don't know. I don't know why I'm not going there. It's ages away. Yeah, um, but overall in Italy, you'd say it's still Napoli's to lose. Uh, but mm. the rest of the race between Roma and Sitfan and Inter Milan is literally just three points. So they don't want to be messing up too much these teams with their yeah their games and all that. And also, what's going to happen with Juventus? Is there more to come out? Are there more punishments coming their way? Who knows? Well, yeah, anything can happen with them. So it's going to be very uh, a long time, I think, before we see anything there. Uh, we'll head over to France now because obviously PSG playing uh, midweek. But the bad news for them was they lost uh, Kylian Mbappe to injury in that three-one uh, win against Montpellier, despite him missing a penalty. Yeah, on at the end. Of, they needed to the win. They were slipping a little bit. Yeah. They were allowing Lens to get closer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, winning 3-1 and Warren Zaire Emery becoming the youngest PSG goalscorer in history. Uh, at just 16 years old. I don't know the full uh, age of him. But big news, obviously, Mbappé now missing, I think, three weeks. Um, and obviously think, missing yeah. the game. Pretty much so. That, that's... But... Not good news on uh, that front. So, hoping that uh, he'll be able to make a quicker recovery. They play at home to Toulouse uh, tomorrow afternoon. Lyon travel to uh, Troyes uh, on the evening, whilst Rennes play host to Lille. Uh, Lens, who have now slipped down to third this week, they travel to Brest, whilst Marseille in second they play Nice. Um, it's nice to see Marseille back up there in the top. Oh, there's no need for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. I'd rather have uh, Lens being there. Was that not an, an East point? <laughs> just, no, it wasn't. You just said it. Really. If you, can I add the talk on Stad Rooms again? Go on. Now, do you see in midweek they came from behind to win 4 2? With a Balogun hat trick. Yes. Well. And which but, is his first. Balogun's now the top, he's the top goal scorer now in League One. Yeah, he, the fact that Arsenal gets to get him back as well. Yes. If he can produce this in the Premier League, then he could be a really good talent for them. He could. You know, t- 22k well spent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely so. And uh, I'd seen, in, I'd, the last podcast again, I'd said about the clip, a clip that went around of him Talking with Balogun, speaking French and English at the same time. Yes, I, I even said like a, a different, but the same clip, but more of it. Where it's it's it the bagger. Your French is fucking shit, mate. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he's just fully toys. Like, wee wee, bon bon, sacre bleu. My God, what are you lot doing? <laughs> It just feels like a comedy sketch with his French. Yeah, I, I this is, I want the Amazon cameras now with him. I want a documentary on him. <laughs> it would be quite funny to be fair. Give it me <laughs> Netflix. Oh. Unfortunately, I doubt we'll have it. Yeah, not big enough. Not PSG, is it? Apparently, no. Uh, into Spain, uh, none of the big teams play until. Well, Atletico play Hetafe on Saturday afternoon, down in fourth. Need to start getting more results. Obviously, won their last two league games in a row. Um, but 
seen Atletico in form isn't what they want to be doing under Simeone. Uh, need to get wins under their belt to try and push closer to Madrid and Barcelona, who are seemingly going away with it. Real Madrid, they play Sunday afternoon away at Real Mallorca, whilst Barcelona host Sevilla in the evening. And then third place, Real Sociedad, they play host to uh, Real Valladolid. Um, so winnable games for the top four, you would say, this weekend. Very much so. And... Bundesliga is next. Yep. Uh, Wolfsburg, they play Bayern Munich on Sunday afternoon. Obviously, not the Wolfsburg of old, but... They've got a good run, eh? Yeah. I believe they won six in a row, isn't uh, No, they lost their last game against oh, they lost Bremen it. 2-1. That's why. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but uh, they had started to regain a bit of their form. Whilst Bayern Munich not having the best of 2023s, drawing all three of their league games so far as we spoke on uh, Monday. So it's really close at the top of the Bundesliga. Uh, FC Dortmund against Freiburg is happening. Yeah. That's one to, it's an interesting one to look out for. Fourth versus fifth. Um, Freiburg would go ahead of Dortmund if they win. Uni and Berlin, they play host to Mainz. Um, obviously, Mainz are in 11th place, uh, got in a good week win last time, beating VfL Bochum by five goals to two. So uh, I don't think that's going to be an easy game for them. And Leipzig, they travel to Cologne, uh, which should be a win for Leipzig in that front. Yeah, so I believe that is pretty much everything, unless there's something that I'm forgetting. I feel like there is some, <laughs> there's always something you're going to forget. Uh, I'm just looking now. I don't think so. I believe that is uh, all of the... No news, news has been points. tweeted. <laughs> no, I've just been. That's what I was just doing. Obviously, the last bit of news being Rashford winning uh, Player of the Month for January. Uh, other than that, it's we'll the first back. thing that comes up for me is John Durant taking a pic of himself in a lift. Sweet. Why did I need to say that Twitter? <laughs> okay. I don't know whether Duran Duran had any songs about lifts. I doubt no, it. Just stop it. <laughs> You know, but you 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 really know though that the tabloids are going to try and make any sort of Duran Duran. I think shirts. someone's already tried to make a chant from "Hungry Like the Wolf." I'm not even going to try and get that in my head because no, it wasn't. I don't know. I've tried as well. <laughs> I can't lie; it's very difficult. Yeah, uh, but you do know if he scores a brace this weekend, the tabloids will lead with Duran Duran scores for Villa. It's a hundred percent coming. It's I'm just a matter already of, happening. Yeah. <laughs> You're behind on this. I'm glad I am because I don't really want to be seeing it that much. Uh, other than that, we will be back uh, next week to look back at all the weekend's fixtures and any talking points that come out of this weekend's games. Um, other than that, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, whether that be Spotify. Uh, Apple Podcast or where else and that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel where the podcast is also uploaded to full and that you're following us on Twitter at OffTCPod as well. Is that yeah. it? I guess, uh, yeah, again, yeah, you did that pause thing where you want me to say something. I didn't know whether you had anything else to say. No, I tapped out. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we'll see you next week then. Yep, see ya.